Unicorn years is our new term for describing the housing market during the pandemic years because a unicorn is something that is greatly desired but is difficult or impossible to find. Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. Hey, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Today it's a special episode because this episode is being played for both Get Me Ready to Sell and Get Me Ready to Buy. So whether you're a buyer looking to buy a home or you're a seller considering selling your home, either of these podcasts or you can watch them on the YouTube channels gets you ready. But today we're going to be talking about something very specific about the real estate industry that affects both sellers and buyers. So both of you need to be aware of what this is. Today we're talking about the unicorn years. And so let's get right into our graphics so we can dive into the unicorn years, what they are and what they mean for us today, because today is not a unicorn year. So what is a unicorn? A unicorn is something that is greatly desired, but difficult or impossible to find. Now, we're not currently in what we consider to be the unicorn years in real estate, but a home is still something difficult to find right now for buyers, which is also what is probably keeping some sellers on the sidelines of not putting their home on the market. So let's look at why we call those the unicorn years and what's what we mean by that in the real estate industry because the unicorn years is our new term for the housing market during the pandemic years. It's our attempt to disconnect the benefits of the strong housing market from the second quarter of 2020 to the second quarter of 2022. And that's a lot of, a lot of people experienced pain in that time. So we want to look at what caused that pain from either buyers or sellers during that time. And one of the things that we can see in here is that when we look at what happened with home price values, home price appreciation, leading up to the pandemic years of 2017 to 2019, you can see that we had home appreciation of 7%, 5%, and 4%. We were on a decline in appreciation. It was beginning to slow down. Then the pandemic hit, and it changed a lot of where people wanted to live or needed to live. They were looking at home offices. They were looking at extra bedrooms. They wanted big backyards. They couldn't go anywhere. So they needed their home to be their oasis, which led to rapid home price appreciation during 2020 and 2021. You can see that we had 11% nationally in 2020 and 18% nationally in 2021. And everybody expect home prices to plummet in 2022 and 2023 with the rising inflation and the rising housing market, house uh, mortgage rates. You can see, however, that 2022, according to Freddie Mac, it was a 5% appreciation, which that's pretty much what we consider to be normal in the industry. Anywhere from a 3 to 5% appreciation is considered to be normal. And that's exactly what we experienced in 2022. And so far in 2023, at least the numbers I track in our, my market, we're still on pace for continued seeing price, home price appreciation in 2023. Now, what this means is that 
over about a three-year period, in some markets, including where I serve in the Mid-South, our home prices appreciated about 50% over 2020 to 2022. Now, this graphic doesn't show it because it's not nationwide, but when you look at a $200,000 home back in the fall of 2019 versus that same home today, which is June of 2023, that same home today is more than likely going to be $300,000 or more. That's a 50% appreciation over a three-year period. That's what is driving many uh, buyers from the market right now because they're not able to afford those. And we're going to look at that toward the end of this podcast. So stay tuned. What all this also means for us is that when you look at the headlines, the headlines are doing more right now to terrify us than they are to clarify it for us. They don't, they're not trying to clarify what's going on in the market. And you're also probably seeing some headlines that are making some, um, some inappropriate comparisons because they're only looking at a brief period of data and they're not looking at the big picture of data. That's where I come in because I want to make sure that you're confident whether you're selling or buying, that you're confident in that process. You have the information that you need to make the best decision that you can make based on what you have available to you and what you want, what your dreams and desires are. Because at the end of the day, either when you are packed up and moving out or you finished unpacking and the last boxes are out on the curb, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that you are confident in the decision that you made. So don't get caught up in the headlines that tend to want to just terrify you and not clarify and make sure that you understand what's actually going on in the housing market. So during these unicorn years, according to showing time, you can see what's happened with uh, showings, the index for showings leading up to 2020, you can see that our showings were, you know, 149, 156, 147, and 85. And then all of a sudden showings shot up in 2021, almost doubling, uh, what any particular year leading up, but doubling most of the years, the previous four years leading up to that. And we've stayed consistently high. What this means is there's more activity in looking at homes and, and people wanting to get out into the market. Some of that was driven uh, before uh, 2022 because of the historic low rates that we had that were driven even lower, uh, below 3% interest rates. And now I saw a stat uh, in an email yesterday that I think it was 6.71 uh, interest rate, at least in one of the emails I got from one of our local lenders. So all that's indicating that we are looking at uh, a slowdown a little bit. However, there's still interest in looking at homes and people are still looking to buy homes. They may not be pulling the trigger on them now, but they're getting ready for that as soon as we see any type of, of a significant drop in interest rates. They're going to want to be on, prepared so that they can make that offer and get into the home that they want, which means sellers need to be ready getting their home ready, getting themselves prepared for what's coming next in the housing market. But we can see that people are still looking at buying homes. They're still looking at homes. They're interested in those homes. Now, one of the things I get asked quite a bit is, I'm looking for a foreclosure home. Uh, when are those going to start coming on the market? 
During those unicorn years, we had these forbearance programs where the government stepped in to try to keep people in their homes instead of having them kicked out on the street. Now, you can see leading up to the pandemic years, those unicorn years, that there were over 600,000 foreclosures in 2017 and 2018, almost 500,000 foreclosures in 2019, and then it bottomed out in 2021 with just a little over 151,000 foreclosures. Now, the headlines are saying foreclosures are up. They are. They're more than double in 2022 what they were in 2021. But if you'll look at the historical data, they're not even close to what they were pre-pandemic. So if you're looking for a great deal on a foreclosure home, then you're probably not going to find one because those banks that, that get those homes back don't want to keep them very long. They more than likely already have relationships with buyers or with agents who can get those homes marketed and listed so they don't really come on the market publicly for everyone to be able to take advantage of. And if you were trying to find a foreclosure home back before the pandemic, it wasn't very easy back in 2017 and 2018 to find a foreclosure home. There were some out there, but it was still not what it was back uh, after 2008, 2009 when we saw well over a million foreclosures that were happening. We're not there. We're not even close to that right now. So if you're looking for that great deal to buy, um, you're probably not going to find it or it's going to be really difficult. And if you're in a home that you're having trouble paying that mortgage and or getting caught up after forbearance, try to work something out with your bank because foreclosures are are not great for the bank because they don't want to take the money they don't want to take the property back and foreclosures hurt you as an owner and as the ability to buy something in the future because you have that foreclosure on your record if you're facing foreclosure work with your bank find a lend, find a, a listing agent uh, me or somebody else who can help you get out of that home and get it sold <clears throat> before you actually go through the foreclosure process or try to work something out with your bank to be able to stay in the home, uh, kick some payments to the end. Uh, there may be some program out there that's going to help you out. But if you're looking for that deal for foreclosure, uh, it's going to be something difficult to find. It's going to be one of those unicorns as well. Hey, thanks for listening so far. I just want to make sure that you know about ReadyToSellScore.com. On that website, you'll choose some statements that best describe how ready you are to sell your home. Then you'll get a customized list of items of things that you need to do to actually get ready to sell your home. I look forward to being able to help you any way I can. Now, back to the show. So how long are homes staying on the market? Another indicator of what's going on. Uh, that what happened during those unicorn years. Uh, you can see that leading up to the pandemic, 50 to 60 plus days on the market was normal. That's about what, what we were experiencing. During the pandemic years, that dropped to uh, maybe a month, maybe just 30 days on the market. Uh, in the market I serve in, we got down into the, um, the upper teens for number of days that homes were on the market before they went under contract. And you can see in 2023, we're starting to see that go up. Uh, as of May, nationwide, in my market, uh, during in May, we were back up into the 60-something days being on the market uh, in the Mid-South where I am. So just depending on where you are, homes are staying on the market a little bit longer. All of this, uh, the price appreciation and, um, and this next thing here, when we're talking about the inventory of homes, are helping us say this is a 
seller's market. Also because the number, let's go back to that slide. Also because the number of days on the market, um, you know, we're looking at this still being a seller's market. So what about the inventory that we have? Pre-pandemic, we had almost a million homes available for sale uh, in May of each year, either a million to 1.2 million homes available during May. Now, in 2021, that dropped down to, in 2022, that was below um, a half a million. It was like 447,021, 479,000 in 2022, and you can see that that's increased almost 100,000 in May of 2023 at 582,000. But the comparison between 2023 and 2020 is still uh, low, and it's less than half of what it was back in 2017. Now, this inventory, that is continuing to drive price appreciation. Uh, it is continuing to uh, make this a seller's market from the perspective of being able to negotiate and getting a deal worked out. However, um, this and, and, and plus, not however, but ha plus these months of inventory, you can see pre-pandemic before uh, 2021, there were about four months or so of inventory on the market. The industry says six months on the market is a balanced market. Below six months is a seller because there's not enough inventory to meet demand. So sellers have more control. If it's over six months, then buyers have control because there's too many homes available for sale. So buyers are able to dictate more of the terms. Pandemic years, the unicorn years, we saw 2.3 and 2.2 months of inventory. May of 2023, it's 2.9 months of inventory. All of these tell us it is a seller's market, that sellers can drive what's going on in the industry. Uh, we can also see, though, that these pending listings, meaning homes that are list, that have been listed that are on the market. Pre-pandemic, it was pretty steady, 449 to 461,000 uh, during those years. It jumped up in May of 2021 to 650-something thousand, and then it fell a little bit in 2022 of 562,000. And then now, in May of 2023, nationally, we're back down to what our average was back in before the pandemic, before those unicorn years. All of this is telling us that, yes, it's a seller's market. However, buyers do have some leverage in this because there's not as many of them out there. There's not as many buying right now. And existing home sales. Leading up to the pandemic, the lowest year was 2020 with three with 4.3 million homes sold. Uh, 2017 was the highest with 5.5 million homes sold. 2021, it went up to almost 6 million homes sold. 2022 was 5.5. And now we're back down in, in May of 2023 to 4.2 million homes being sold. So not as many homes in May of 2023 being sold as it was in May of 2020. And definitely not as much as it was during those unicorn years. Even though some of the factors say it's a seller's market, the existing home sales, a decline in home sales is showing that buyers are having some influence because they're not buying right now. Why are they not buying right now? Part of that has to do with the affordability. Um, a value, look at what's on this slide. A value of 100 means that a family with a median income has exactly enough income to qualify for a mortgage on a median-priced home. 
An index above 100 signifies that family earning the median income has more than enough income to qualify for a mortgage loan on a median-priced home, assuming a 20% down payment. Now, median is not the same as average. Median is in the middle, meaning half or above and half or below. So where, where is that median income? And you can see that this dotted line across the bottom represents that 100. And in March of 2023, we're at 100, meaning that the median income means that a family making the median income can qualify for a median priced home. More of our homes are, are well, half of them are above that median price, but that median price continues to go up. You can see the years leading up to um, the, the, the unicorn years back in 20, 2008 or 2009 when all these distressed properties came on the market, which was over a million foreclosures and others just trying to liquidate their home to avoid foreclosure, you can see that it was very easy to afford a home. 2022 hits, interest rates start going up. They're still kind of increasing or stabilized a little bit in 2023. That's making it much more difficult for buyers to be able to afford to buy a home. And look at what monthly mortgage payments have done. In January of 2021, the average monthly mortgage payment, according to the National Association of Realtors, was just over $1,000. March of 2023, it's $1,900. And in October of 2022, it peaked out at $2,043. So in, uh, what, about 18, 19 months our monthly mortgage prices, our monthly mortgage payments doubled. Did your income double during that period of time? Uh-uh, mine didn't. That's making it very difficult for families to be able to afford to buy a home. So even though there is less inventory on the market today um, and homes are staying on the market, meaning Buyers should have some opportunity to have influence in those, um, the offers and the, the deals that are being made. It is still difficult for buyers to be able to afford a home right now. So if you're thinking about selling your home, there are a lot of things that you need to do to make sure that your home is really attractive. That is going to be the one that they want. If you're thinking about buying a home, you probably need to make sure that you've saved up some money that you've worked on getting your credit score and your credit report already so that you're able to pull the trigger and buy that home when the market shifts or when that home comes on the market that you're interested in. Now, you can see based on the United States that that median income is 91000 <clears throat> Now, a lender is going to say that to qualify, you need to be able to be making $92,000. So the lending standards for what you have to make to qualify to buy a median home, a median priced home, is higher than what that median price is, what your median household income is. In the Northeast, it's a little easier to afford. In the Midwest, it is a little bit more easier to be able to qualify for a loan because of your, your income is over 
what you need to qualify. But if you're in the South and especially out in the West, according to the National Association of Realtors, your income is not at the level that it needs to be for you to qualify for a home, to get a mortgage. So that's making it difficult for you to be able to move forward in being able to find that home that you're looking for. So what does all of this mean for you? What this means for you is if you're a seller, get your home ready. Make plans for what you're going to do next. I believe most sellers are holding on to their properties because they can't get another mortgage as low as the interest rate that they currently have. Uh, the affordability of being able to move to another home is going to be difficult for them because of interest rates, because of a variety of things. Even though they have huge amounts of equity in their home, it's still difficult for them to leverage that to move to something else, even if it's time to downsize because they no longer need the size that they have. What they sell their house for, they're more than likely going to have to pay that same amount for a smaller home because of the interest rates unless they have enough equity built in to pay cash. If you're a buyer, you're probably waiting unless you have to make a move for work or for some other reason that it's just absolutely necessary. You're probably waiting. So what are the things that you need to do now? Get that team of professionals around you. Go ahead and pick your agent. Pick your lender. Be working with them on what it's going to take for you to get into your home. And if you're a seller, do the same thing. Get that lender on, get that agent on your side so they can walk through your home, help you get it all prepared. So you're taking time now to do the painting, to do the repairs, to do the replacements, to remove what doesn't need to be there. All of those things that you need to do so that you can really be ready to sell or as a buyer, really be ready to buy when the time comes. The industry is expecting interest rates to come back down. We're expecting to see um, probably either the upper fives by the end of this year or next year. Uh, I saw a statistic from Lawrence Yoon, who is the chief economist for National Association of Realtors, and uh, the headline that I saw that said at 6.2% interest rates, buyers are jumping back into the market. At 6.4% interest rate, buyers are jumping out of the market. So as a seller, you need to know what's going on in the minds of buyers, and you need to be getting your home ready. And if you're a buyer, be watching, be ready. Have that lender checking for rates and stuff for you. Make sure you follow the instructions of that lender, what tips they've given you, for putting yourself in the best position you can to be able to afford the home that you really want so that you're building equity and building wealth for your family. Hey, I'm Jeff Jones for Get Me Ready to Sell and Get Me Ready to Buy. Uh, my website is midsouth.homes. I serve buyers and sellers in the Memphis and Northwest Mississippi markets. I would be happy to help you in my market or if you're in a different market and don't know an agent there, contact me and I'll find one that I would trust with my mother-in-law. Now, you may have heard me say this before, maybe not, maybe you're new to the podcast, but the reason I say my mother-in-law, not my mother, is because if it's my mom, I'm just dealing with me if you mess things up. But if you mess things up for my mother-in-law, I got to deal with my wife and I want Dory to be happy with me. So I'll help you find that agent working in your market. Hey, thanks for hanging in for the podcast today. Uh, you can find somewhere on the podcast page a place to rate this podcast and review this podcast so others can find it. And I would love for you to be able to do that. If you're a seller, 
the get me ready to sell score, or if you're a buyer, the get me ready to buy score. Those are sites that you can find that take you through a series of statements to choose how ready you are to sell or buy. And it shows you what you need to focus on so that you can really be ready to sell or really be ready to buy. Uh, I hope that this has been a great uh, podcast, great information for you today. We'll get back into the normal routine next week from about once a month. I want to do something about a market update of what's going on. But until then, go back and listen to previous episodes. Again, you can listen to those wherever you get podcasts or you can find them on the YouTube channels. Get me ready to sell YouTube channel. Get me ready to buy YouTube channel. Thanks for hanging in there today. I hope that above all else that you're going to be confident in the decisions that you make moving forward to either sell or to buy. Have a blessed day. Hey, thanks for listening today. Make sure to check out the show notes for any links to websites I may have mentioned and for a transcript to this episode. If you're listening on podcast, but you'd rather watch it, you can discover it on our YouTube channel. Just look for Get Me Ready to Sell. You deserve to be confident in your home selling process. And if you have an agent already working with you, they should be helping you. If not, let's have a conversation to see how I'm able to help you get ready regardless of the market you're in. There are three things that you can do right now to get yourself ready to sell. Number one is visit readytosellscore.com. Choose a few statements and you'll discover how ready you may be or not to sell your home. Number two is to download the tips for preparing your home for sale. There's some items in there. I think we've covered them in a previous podcast, but you will want to see what those items are to make sure you're ready. And number three, schedule a conversation with me to develop a personalized plan to get you ready to sell your home. Have a blessed day.